hello, and welcome to Good Faith Effort. Okay, so if you listen to this podcast, you know the thing I love to talk about most is how the values and ideas of the Bible inform quite literally all of the important conversations in life and society. And this week, of course, folks across the country and across the world, even during this crazy plague-ridden time we live in, are going to be talking about love. St. Valentine's Day. Now, I know what you're thinking. Why would a rabbi like me care about this? It's certainly not a Jewish holiday, and that's a good point. But guess what the Bible and Jewish tradition more broadly have a ton to say about? Love. So if everyone's going to be talking about it, I want everyone to hear the Bible's perspective. Now, if you're expecting us here at Good Faith Effort to send you chocolates or flowers, you may be out of luck. But we are going to give you a little gift, a little nugget that will drop in your feed each day where we're going to talk about a different type of love that appears in the Bible, from romantic love to love of family to caring for oneself to religious love. And of course, since we're going to be bringing matters of the soul into conversation with modern culture, I'm going to frame each one of these daily nuggets with some wisdom from the greatest modern philosophers of love. And I refer, of course, to the Beatles. So I want to talk about another George Harrison song, just like yesterday. I want to talk about something. I'm not alone in thinking that this is probably the greatest love song of the modern era. I mean, Frank Sinatra himself said, this is the greatest love song I've ever heard in 50 years. And of course, in the beginning, he thought it was a Lennon-McCartney song and kept saying that publicly until he finally was convinced that this had been written by George Harrison. But something is so remarkable because it's ultimately a song about love that claims very straightforwardly that it doesn't understand a thing about love. Love is a mystery. I mean, the phrase that gets repeated over and over again in something is the phrase, I don't know. You're asking me, will my love grow? I don't know. I don't know. You stick around and it may show. I don't know. I don't know. The word believe appears in the song. The, the word, the, something in the way she moves, something in her smile. I mean, this is so mysterious. And fundamentally, why is love mysterious? Because it's taking one person and a completely radically different person, and experimenting if there's anything that can bind them together. And fundamentally, that experiment, the experiment of two radically different autonomous people finding something that binds them together as one, is ultimately exactly the challenge that the Bible sees of creating a relationship between man and God between frail humanity and this radically transcendent God who's above humanity and is within history and drives history forward in a sometimes frightening way. And it's not an accident that the greatest expression of love between God and the Israelites and his people is a love song. I mean, here's the Song of Songs, chapter 2. I am the rose of Sharon and the lily of the valleys. As the lily among thorns, so is my love among the daughters. As the apple tree among the trees of the wood, so is my beloved among the sons. I sat down under his shadow with great delight, and his fruit was sweet to my taste. Now, Jewish tradition was very clear that this isn't a mere love song. It's a metaphor. But of course, the metaphor only works if the metaphor refers to something. And in this case, what it refers to is love. Because ultimately, if we're going to have a relationship with this incredible being, the Almighty, the, the God of the Bible, if we're going to have a loving relationship with him, which is what the Bible says that he wants, the only way to experience that is to mimic it here on earth by loving other radically different beings from us, namely other people. 
And ultimately, that's why in the Bible, the most, you know, the command about love that we're all familiar with, love thy neighbor, it only appears like once or twice. Because love thy neighbor is not that much of a revolution. It's easy to love your neighbor because your neighbor is like you. What's the command that has to do with love that appears like dozens of times in the Bible? Love the stranger. Because loving somebody else who's radically different from you is not only the biggest challenge, it's the biggest opportunity in our lives. It's the thing that allows us ultimately to come closer to God. So let's help Americans focus on that this week. And with that, that's it for today. I'll see you next time. Oh, and before you go, if you like what you heard here, sign up to be notified about my upcoming course on thejoshuaproject.com. All you need to do is sign up for free at thejoshuaproject.com slash love. It's super simple. Again, thejoshuaproject.com slash love. Can't wait to see you there. The Joshua Network is now Soul Shop. <laughs> 